I've just mentioned um, Love Island, which is uh, coming to our television screens uh, today. Television 3. Love Island... What can you say? It's a group of young people getting together, the whole lot of Brits. They go to a villa in Mallorca. Uh, they live in different villas, you know, and the idea is they're supposed to hook up, become boyfriend, girlfriend, lovers, whatever. Dozens of cameras fixed on them around the compound. Uh, they're supposed to couple up or go home or at least have a really good argument or do something crazy and strange so that we can all look at it on our TV screens and laugh at the whole thing. Uh, the girls all turn up with bikinis. They're all very good looking. The boys all turn up with, uh, uh, you know, the shorts on. They're all very good looking. And they all look good at each other. And then they're into it. Uh, and apparently you then watch it. And Anna Murray has watched it for us. And there's a whole lot of beautiful people, she says, uh, who are ready to argue and or snog each other's faces off. Uh, episode 18, she says, everyone talks about how far things have gone in the bedroom. They have uh, a thing there which is called the Do-Bit Society Club uh, because, I quote, until one does bits, one cannot have the password to the Do-Bit Society Club. Dear God. Anyway, so they're talking about their hookups, left, right and centre. 4.30 today, weeknights, 5 p.m. on 3. Uh, now, the, what I'm saying, this is obviously Television 3 trying to take on The Chase, which is on Television 1, which is the biggest game show in the world. And there's nothing controversial about Bradley and The Chase. No one ever swears. There was a little bit of a thing when you know the name Fanny Schmeling came up. I know. But who did not laugh at that? Be honest. <laughs> anyway, so TV3 obviously is getting creamed here. So they've brought in something called Love Island UK, which is basically a raunchy, overly provocative festival of millennials making out or fighting. This is on at 5 p.m. Uh, we have, on episode 28, one of the show's strongest couples feel the strain after the woman saw a video of her sweetheart discovering his ex is with him in the new villa. We are now watching her openly sobbing in the show's diary room. Anna Murray, the uh, opinion writer, says, would you look at that? A woman who went on a show that openly manipulates emotions for entertainment has had her emotions manipulated. This feels unnecessarily cruel on at five o'clock in the afternoon. And then she writes, hey, when did I switch my brain back on? Let's turn that off again, shall we? That's how you have to watch this stuff. Very good writing. And we were mentioning this, the pornification of five o'clock. This is when, you know, your kids are at home. This is when they're, they might have done their sport, whatever, they come home, they want some flop-out TV. The chase is perfect. Nobody who watches The Chase is going to watch to watch Love Island UK with a whole lot of millennials getting their gear off and snogging, fighting and crying because people have been unfaithful. Text through, Andrew, I can tell you I would rather watch The Chase any day over that shallow Brit Love Island BS or any similar reality TV rubbish. Cheers, Jason, whatever. And it's true enough. But why isn't this program rated after 8.30 for a mature audience? New Zealand's own Heartbreak Island's like that. 
Uh, most of these hookup programs are on after 8.30. Why is this one on at 5? MediaWorks is desperate to try and get some audience there. I don't think this is the right way to do it. Not only that, I would have thought more than a few people would have think that Love Island UK has been badly placed there. 0800 By the way, text through, I'm 23. The chase is so much better. Don't you know it? Hello, Stephen. Yeah, come on, Andrew. Look, that love island. They only attracted 19, 11, 12, 13 to 14s and all the unemployed. Yeah, yeah true enough. <clears throat> yeah. Do you think we have, you know, I, I've heard, I've, you know, we, we've had these situations before. People have said, oh, this is inappropriate and it shouldn't be on our television screens, especially, you know, 10 years ago when nudity and swearing became more and more uh, regular on our televisions after 8.30, you know. Um, but do, don't you think that our public broadcasters, the ones that are free to wear, have a responsibility to put the appropriate material on the television at the appropriate time? Absolutely, and the government should step in if they don't. Ah, but see, what about freedom of speech? How does this go in with the freedom of speech? Freedom. <laughs> because yes. you're free to choose. You're free oh. to censor it yourself. Why should you rely on the government to do it for you? Yeah, exactly. You know, it's, it's going to get worse and worse, so somebody's got to do something about it. It's, 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 it's coming. I notice the swearing has got really bad on TV, even around about six, six to nine. Mm. And it gets even worse after nine. Oh, yes, look, and I know uh, swearing has become, and I've sworn on this radio show, and I, and I did it the other day, and I really apologise because I've taken people to task for swearing on my radio show, and then I did it myself. And it's fair to say when I heard Leighton Smith once doing, using a swear word, I was in shock. I mean, how things have changed. Yeah, you know, the, the, the way it's all gone, it's, it's changed to a worse all right, thank you so much, you? Stephen. Mike, hello. Oh, yeah, g'day. Um, so the, the funny thing about this conversation is that I, somebody who's underage cannot go to an R-rated or M-rated movie. Mm. Um, but the sort of freedom of speech argument that's come up, you might say, wait a minute, you know, government shouldn't regulate that, or that shouldn't be regulated. And we should allow three-year-olds, five-year-olds, ten-year-olds to go to a M-rated movie or R-16. Yeah, that's right. Or whatever it is. So, but so, but most reasonable people would say, no, we shouldn't let them do that uh, because there's a social responsibility to look after those who are vulnerable, and yet. M-rated at, uh, movies, and I, I'm not sure of R16 and that sort of thing, but M-rated movies are shown on TV and uh, free to air. Where it's, you know, where if if it's very easy for someone who's not able to make necessarily make decisions for themselves, <laughs> their brain is not developed yep. um, enough that again, there's a responsibility for us to look after those who aren't necessarily equipped to look after themselves. Well, look, 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 look you're, you're quite right. You're quite right. But yeah, yeah, it, it's the most delicate issue of the age, and it's so hard to handle. And But you make a very good point. You know, There's a lot of people who say, well, why, why are you not getting, having the perpetrator's evidence? Why can we not see the video? Why did you pull that down? Or why, the big one is, what about the manifesto? Why can't we read the manifesto? But I don't see those same people actually protesting about films that are actually categorized R16 and R18 when there is censorship happening right there. 
right there. So, you know, go and protest about that. You know, you should be free to choose, should you not. Ricardo, hello. Hey, g'day, Andrew. Can you hear me okay? Loud and clear, buddy. Okay, yeah, no, look, pure greed. Pure greed in terms of what you just mentioned. Uh, TV3, that, that's far too early, that, 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 sort of, that sort of program. I can just envisage parents coming home, busy parents, young kids just lounging in front of the telly, just switching channels, and all of a sudden, well, voila, you know, it's Love Island's on, whatever that's called. And then they're hearing all the, you know, all the, you know, prog, you know, derogatory sort of words that they use and things like that. There's enough sex violence and, and thing, things like that already, you know, through music and, you know, through the young generational sort of, you know, the Taylor Swifts and all this of, yeah. of this world. Yeah. They don't need this. And, and I can just, I can just seriously envisage, as I said, you know, busy parents coming home, doing the dinner. All of a sudden, their kids are just lounging in front of the TV with the remote. Just going through channel one, channel two, channel three, and voila, you know. Oh, this is interesting. Let's just watch this. Mm. It's just, it's, it, there should be censorship on this, and I'm surprised that the government hasn't, I, I don't know, who, who regulates these sort of channels, you know, to ensure, you know, that it's on, you know, 8, 8.30 when the kids are asleep and things like that. Well, mate, you don't want the government telling you what you can and cannot say. <laughs> you know, that's the classic George Orwell thing, Ricardo. Is that freedom of speech, is it? Well, I don't know. You know, you've, you've gone straight in. Oh, I'm just pointing it out. It's interesting. People go, well, maybe maybe there should be greater censorship. You know, maybe the government should step in there. And then, of course, you can say, oh, that's all well and good until you have the wrong government who starts actually censoring stuff that, you know, shouldn't be censored and you should be allowed to see until they end up getting in your brain and telling you what to think. Uh, yeah, so. the problem there is that, yeah, the problem there is that that's, that, that's, that's school hours, isn't it? You know, mm-hmm. kids finish school, quarter past three. Between that and six o'clock, it's still sort of that sort of, you know, kids lounging in front of the telly or whatnot doing their homework. And they sort of, cha- you know, five o'clock is absolute prime time. You know, kids are still alert, you know? It's shocking. All right, Ricardo, thank you so much. Hello, Claire. Hello. I was just listening to you talking about this Love Island show, which is just the absolute bane of my existence, all this reality television. But but that aside, in terms of timings now, you know, we talk about it being on at five o'clock. You do wonder how much of an impact that really has now, because... People record and watch back yeah. later. Yeah. You know, streaming services mean that people watch at all sorts of different times. So I'm not sure how much effect, you know, that the previous mentality of, you know, you can't have things with swearing on it before or nudity on it before 8.30 at night really has anymore because of that. And I also think that with the with the advent of those streaming services, that also means that people can be a little bit more picky and choosy about what they want to watch and when they want to watch it. Mm, and so... No, no. Now, look, I've had a number of texts that said the same thing. Uh, Someone's written, kids don't watch TV. It's 2019. They're on YouTube where the language and the content is unrestricted, as is the language they hear from others playing games like Fortnite online. Uh, Parents need to parent. That's that's one thing. And uh, a lot of people say, well, nobody watches live TV. Uh, If that is the case, though, how come everyone knows the chase? If that is the case, how come over half a million people watch the television news at six o'clock? People talk greatly about the death of TV and the rise of the new uh, the new platforms, but I think they're jumping a bit too soon. I agree. I do think that, that television certainly not dead, and live TV is definitely because obviously those streaming services cost, and so that's going to be out of the reach of a lot that's of people. Right. But you do wonder how Broadcasting Standards Authority are ever going to be able to enforce 
anything yeah. in the future because because of that, because you can watch catch-up TV. If you do have a Sky Dakota, obviously you can record and watch things at a mm. different time. So how are you – enforcement to me is one of those things that's but, going to be okay, difficult. Yeah, yeah. And, but here's the thing. Uh, newspapers, radio stations – television stations, we have codes of standards. We have authorities that look to see whether we break those codes of standards. Newspapers have sub-editors and editors who actually check reporters' stories to make sure that you know the facts are correct. This is actually trying to keep to a higher standard of accuracy, truth, but also decency and, and uh, adhering to society's values. The new platforms don't have any of that. You know, now how can we ever complain about them if we say, well, because the new platforms have no sub-editors, editors, or no censorship, or no standards, or no, um, you know, no self-imposed controls on decency? Oh, we should just give it up and, and play whatever we want at five o'clock. You know, in which case you you end out with the naked news at five p.m. on a free-to-air TV station. There's a higher moral authority when you've been given a broadcasting license to broadcast free-to-air. I agree. I think that there is definitely a standard that people that people who are in a free-to-air environment should be continued to expect to, to reach and and maintain. And I think one of your previous callers touched on the news, even yeah. sort of covering things that are a bit inappropriate at times. And, you know, in my own house, I've had discussions with my children while watching the news with them about, about the content because it has been at times alarming to mm. let your 11- and 12-year-old uh, watch the news. Clear, clear. You make, well, I could talk with you all afternoon. This is great. And, and it's interesting. And it's, and it's a thought exercise as opposed to saying that we need to censorship this, uh, censor this right now. So, But I'm going to have to go, Claire, because I've, I've got to talk to Mickey Dolans from the Monkeys. I'm running out of time. No, have fun. I will. I will. Mickey Dolans from the Monkeys next.